All things apostolic is always interesting. (laughs) You are not going to want to miss this in the next few minutes. Thank you for being with us. Well, welcome. It is Monday morning, and I love all things apostolic on Mondays. There's just something special about it. We're getting back after the weekend. Uh, it's the it's the first in the series for the week. Uh, there's just a lot of special things about it. I'm glad to be here today with our co-host, Casey Sees, who also hosts uh, all things apostolic from time to time. And we are excited that you are with us. Now, we missed a couple of weeks because they cut my leg off. Well, not quite, but it was a full knee replacement, and it just kind of feels like they cut it off. But anyway, we're recovering well, and uh, uh, we got back last week. We're here. We're, we're ready to go. We're excited about it. Uh, no, we have a long ways to go before the leg is where it's supposed to be, but you that have had this surgery, you know about it. You that haven't, well, thank God that you don't need it. And so, um, anyway, what a great Monday this is. And we're glad you're here, Dr. C's. Glad to be here, Bishop. Yes, sir. We're going we're gonna to talk about several things today. Um, uh, how'd your week go? Did you have a great week? Did God, did you have a great weekend in church? Did God visit your church? And did good things happen? And sometimes we might ought to ask, if it didn't, well, then why did it not? And and if it's not happening like hardly ever, then we really need to get serious about saying, wait a minute, how come other people can have revival, but I'm not having revival? Mm-hmm. So um, that's a little challenging. And uh, we have a temptation to go two ways when we come to that. One is we ask the question and say, well, how come other people can be progressing and their church is growing and the people being blessed and I'm not? And you can, you can say, I'm going to find out I'm going to ask these people, where are they getting this understanding? And I'm going to have that revival also. Or you can say the opposite. Well, they're having revival because they are compromisers. (laughs) Or they're having revival because some areas of the country have revival, but some areas of the country are hard and they don't have revival. Or they're having revival. And on and on goes the list of things of why this is uh, this is a problem. So we want to get past all of that. We're not criticizing anybody. We're just saying there's no use living that way. God has revival for all of us. And uh, yesterday at uh, the Rock Church was a great day. Uh, uh, Pastor and evangelist Todd Nichols was with us. Uh, and it was a tremendous day. God spoke. There was, there was uh, uh, deep and sobering direction given to the church. Uh, uh, three or four, I think three, received the Holy Ghost yesterday. Uh, well, maybe four. There was one Saturday night, and uh, several were baptized. Uh, and uh, so we want this to keep on going and keep on happening. So anyway, now, the way I know that is other people reporting and me picking up the service online. But Dr. C's was there. Talk to us about it a little bit, Dr. C's. It was good. 
Yeah, one of the greatest things or one of the most interesting things I think that came out of the service was Pastor Young talked about one of the young gentlemen out of the Rock Church, Nathaniel Paul Goward. And Nathaniel has been doing um, some online Bible studies, and he's been doing these Bible studies with some of the individuals in Fiji. Wait, how old is Nathaniel? Uh, 12 or 13, I believe. And he's doing these Bible studies with people in Fiji? Yes, sir. Must be online? Yes, he's doing it through Zoom, actually. This is cool. Talk to us about it. And so these Bible studies have been going so well in Fiji that uh, Pastor Suki in Zambia heard about the Bible studies that were taking place through social media. And so then he reached out and asked Nathaniel if he'd be willing to teach some of the younger people in his church in Zambia. And so Nathaniel starts teaching a Bible study to the students in Zambia. And in that meeting, uh, Zoom session, there is a mother in the background listening. And Brother Suki had been teaching this individual, this lady, for 18 months about being baptized in Jesus' name. And every time the discussion took place from what Pastor had said, the lady said, well, I've been baptized. I don't quite interpret that passage of Scripture the same way you do. And so this lady's sitting in the background, and she's hearing this 12 to 13-year-old out of the Rock Church talk about baptism in Jesus' name. And after the Bible study had finished, the lady reached out to Pastor Suki and said, I need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And so here is a 12 to 13-year-old able to um, read the Scripture, give a Bible study, and it caused a stirring in this older lady to be baptized in Jesus' name. But the story doesn't stop there. Evidently, this particular lady is connected with a K-12 through school in Zambia. And she went in and talked to some of the administrators and other individuals at the school and said, hey, we really need to set something Whoa. up. Whoa. Whoa. This is amazing. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know all this story last night because I wasn't there. And so... This lady wants to set the teaching up with Nathaniel to teach everybody in this K-12 school this Bible study. And the best part about that is it's my understanding that this school has some 3,000 students in it. So they are working to take Nathaniel's Bible study that he taught online to uh, and that was picked up in Fiji by one of our pastors there and... uh, and the young people started listening to it, and this lady who wouldn't get baptized heard the Bible study that her son was in. In Zambia. With, in Zambia, with Nathaniel. Yes. Not Fiji. Not Fiji. Zambia. Zambia. My Lord, they're right together, you know. <laughs> and <so laughs> like 10,000 miles apart. Yeah. And so he's teaching online Bible studies to people in Fiji, as well as Zambia. Oh, okay. Okay, so I got Fiji mixed up there. Yeah, he started in Fiji. So this is in Zambia. This, Yes, this school's in Zambia, and this lady that's getting baptized is out of brother uh, Pastor Suki's church in Zambia. Okay. And she wants, she's working to get the Bible study where the whole school listens to it. That's right. And it has 3,000 students. That's right. And so we're looking at, I mean, there's a potential for a great harvest in Zambia just out of this 12 to 13-year-old's Bible study that he's teaching online. Folks, are you looking at me? Listen, 
This is real. This is happening. Nathaniel was a baby born in our church. Mom and dad, both of them faithful members. They do ministry in our church. Wonderful people. And uh, Nathaniel, their son, he he actually started a business when he's about six of suits and children's clothes, little boys' clothes. And so he dresses like uh, he came out of a bandbox. And uh, he has a wonderful spirit. He's humble. He's filled with the Holy Ghost. And now he's teaching this Bible study online. Now, this is one of the places we're going here with All Things Apostolic and with Wilson University and uh, including the Rock Church and including uh, the other outreaches we have and the Reach Worldwide Epicenter, which we are working on right now, the physical aspects of it in which these programs and other things that are being done online will be done in an atmosphere of world-class uh, presentation and possibilities uh, that not many people have access to. We're in the process of getting that done right now. And why are we doing that? Because there's a lot of Nathaniels, and we want to help him and take that broadcast and even enhance it and help the background, the parts that 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 he would uh, that would be amenable to to his being even better, um, and to help him. This could grow. Uh, he could need a whole filing system of people who want to know more and want to communicate. So we're putting together that filing system. And uh, all of this we're doing, and the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship is involved with this. The Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship has uh, has contributed significant amounts of money for the development of the uh, REACH Worldwide Epicenter. All of this is moving forward with alacrity. It's moving, it's moving forward. And this is, uh, this is, so you see how a 12 or 13-year-old, the world's changed. You probably have to get the 12 or 13-year-old to teach you how to do it online because uh, dad and mom may not even know how to do it. Well, his mom and dad would, but, but some of us would not. So these are, things, these are things that we need to take another second look at our own churches. We need to take a second look at the potential in our church of the people in the church of all being leaders. There's a boy that he's not leading trying to be the pastor or something. You got to you got to get those kind of thoughts out of your head. He's leading in the gifts and abilities and callings that God has given him. And so what is so what is your church doing? What is your church doing to to uh, encourage young people to do this kinds of thing and to operationalize this to where your church's outreach in fulfilling the commission of Jesus Christ is going in places that never before has been possible for us to do. Shouldn't we be taking advantage of that? So I'm going to be interested to know where this story goes. Absolutely. This is incredible. However, this brings up another subject. While you're talking, it just went ding in my mind. And when that bell goes off, it indicates uh, uh, an opening of, of the mind to just get a hold of some things. Remember now, this is a 12 or 13-year-old boy. I don't know which, but whatever. And he's teaching this study. I'm sure his mom and dad help him. I'm sure his pastors encouraged him. And I know right now his bishop's going to be encouraging him. All right? So where did a 12 or 13-year-old boy get the idea 
that he's important enough, old enough, capable enough to be teaching this. Here's the secret to that. The secret to that is, is that his home church has implemented what is called the leadership pipeline. Did you know? Maybe you can tell us more about this. It just dawned on me. You had this guy as a professor, the leading church growth guy in the world. He did a bunch of research. He went to a bunch of churches of every kind, Lutheran, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, Charismatic, Apostolic. I don't know where all he went. He went everywhere he could think of. And he, to churches that were growing, and he um, he said, what is the key thing I can find that's making these churches grow? What is the key thing I can find that's making these churches grow? What's this guy's name? Gary McIntosh. Gary McIntosh. Tell us a little bit about Gary McIntosh. Yeah, so Gary McIntosh is probably one of the foremost experts in terms of uh, the church growth movement. He uh, started out um, under uh, Wynn Aron, who was I one of the most prominent uh, individuals. And so he started out there, and as you've noted, he's he's consulted with and, and gone in and helped leadership teams and churches um, from Protestant to Evangelical to Pentecostal, and he's been helping some apostolic churches as well uh, recently in terms of um, church growth. And what he's found out and what his research has discovered and brought forth is that churches grow when leadership grows. And so in order to grow numerically, one of the key things that needs to happen is the base of leadership needs to be able to expand. Okay. okay. Is it true? I've heard this. I don't know this. Is it true that he said that the main thing in growing churches is not crusades, not revivals, not big outreach campaigns, not dramas, and he just went down the list. But it is that a church focuses on developing leadership. Now, I may have exaggerated that, but I want to know if I did. Did he say something to that effect? Yes, while all of those things are absolutely important and they have their place, if leadership isn't in place to handle that growth, that growth is going to be short-lived. And so increasing your leadership gives you the capability to hold or retain the revival that takes place that's off that, that's awesome so so his proposition is is that a church needs to focus on developing leadership think about that what are you doing to develop leader to really develop leadership in your church what are you doing that's 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 a good question now let me let me show you how this fever this this becomes contagious in a church here a while back i had a couple in the local church, come to me, who is over what's called extreme team. And uh, what's her name? Joy and Angel. Joy and Angel. Joy and Angel. Angel's the first Hope Corps graduate in the history of Hope Corps. But anyway, and now she's married and got kids. And so if you're not in Hope Corps, you need to go get your kids, get in Hope Corps. So um, Joy and Angel's over extreme team, which is kids, I don't know, 10 to 14 years old maybe. Uh, probably Nathaniel's in extreme team, I would guess. Uh, anyway, they came to me a while back and they said, Pastor, would you, uh, Bishop, would you help us in uh, knowing how to proceed 
we have an idea that we want to take the kids in extreme team and we want to meet with the hostess and we want to meet with the ushers and we want to meet with the cadets and we want to meet with the, uh, the music department and we, all of these whatever different ministries in the church. And they said, we want to develop a way that we will assess the interest of the young people who are in extreme team. What's their interest right now? It doesn't matter what they're going to be when they get grown. Right now, what's their interest in working in the church? And when they tell us their interest, we want to work in correlation. For example, if they want to be a cadet, we want to we want to have the cadets have it's like a plug-in. We've got we've got the kid that's interested. Do you have a place to plug him in or her? Plug them in so that they can develop. So this is a leadership development thing, and then the same with all these others. And she said, or they said, so so these these kids when they get older they're already oriented they know the people in leadership they're acquainted with with full cadets that have modeled for them they they're they're in all of these different areas of the church and the leadership is coming out of the body it's already ready as the church continues to grow now with with that uh dr sees has along with pastor young implemented um, the leadership pipeline. And it just, it dawned on me earlier, this is pretty interesting, it dawned on me that today is the first day of the leadership pipeline two-week Wilson Live course. It's starting today with Dr. Casey C's. Was all this set up? It was not, but it's working. So believe me, just say God did it, okay? And so he is actually starting today. So can you tell us anything you want to tell us about what I just said about what uh, Angel and Joy were doing and how those kind of things fit in the pipeline? And then, and then we'll talk about the pipeline Wilson Live course that people can get into Today, you can still get in. We'll talk about that in a minute. Don't go get your pencil or right now or wait, you don't use pencils anymore. Don't go get your computer, your phone right now to write that down. Just chill. We'll get to that in a minute. So so is what they're doing, that that's how things plug in in the pipeline. Uh, anyway, whatever comments, what comments do you have about that? Yeah, so the, the pipeline is a way of ensuring that leadership development takes place in a local assembly. And so a lot of times when we look at churches, we look at leadership development or we look at succession, rather, um, through the lens of a pastor, right? And so uh, is there a succession plan in place for the pastor? But the leadership pipeline is looking at succession at every level. Never thought of that. And so are we ensuring that we have leaders developed to be... um, uh, to be children's ministers? Do we have a pipeline in place to uh, create or ensure that we always have a youth pastor? Is there a pipeline in place to ensure that the the sound, the audio, the video, every aspect of the church, do we have something in place that people are being developed that over time they'll step into these positions? So the real point and the real purpose of it is that people have the capabilities and the skill set before they step into that position. And the passion. And the passion. Because they chose to get in that program in the local church. 
Absolutely. And so the way our pipeline is currently set up is that it trains people through various leadership competencies that are required no matter what the ministry is. But at the same time, we have individual specific ministry training that the individual can select to go into. And so we may train them to become maybe director level, but we're also looking at the vein of maybe youth ministry. And so since youth ministry has some stuff that's different than children's ministry, it's important to train them in those aspects as well. So it just dawned on me sitting here. Over here to my left is our, what's he called? He's our technician over here. Is that what you call him? Yeah. Director of okay. Live All right. Director of live streamings right here. His name is Richard Crosser. He's not on the camera, but he's about 20 feet from me right here. He's a director of live streaming in our own local church. He, uh, which obviously he has these talents and abilities, and so he's, he's helping us record this today. So, the pipeline, the pipeline, how would the pipeline work in uh, the director of live streaming in a local church? So, earlier, between the times that we were recording sessions, and talking about other things, uh, Brother Crosser, Richard Crosser, was talking about to somebody out here that works at Wilson University about their daughter named Carice. That their daughter presently, who is what, 16? She is now tutoring. Wouldn't this go along with the leadership pipeline deal? Yes, sir. She is now tutoring to do the um, live streaming or be part of the live streaming team in the Rock Church, which is a big deal. And she's 16. So how's she going to learn all this? Well, here's what's happened. There's a secret behind this. She's also going to start doing editing for all things apostolic and other things at the school. So what's happened is through the leadership pipeline concept, um, Online programs to show how to edit. Online programs that lead to uh, discovery of places that help make things interesting and technical things that give higher quality and so forth. Um, all of these things are, there's courses that can be found to do this, which we did not know anything about these courses. So these courses have been discovered, and now Carice uh, is in those courses. They were not tremendously expensive. They cost a little bit of money. Her mother paid for them. And uh, and now she's learning all of these things, how to enhance things and make them better, how to edit, how to put stuff together from the very technical stuff on up to the more esoteric and um, uh, detailed stuff. So in the meantime, well, you, you can't just learn sitting on the bench and reading books or or learning on the computer. And so Richard Crosser, who is sitting 20 feet away, right there, has set up a system for people to learn, kids, young people, to learn how to do this in the local church. So last night, this is a big celebration today. Last night, I just learned this five minutes before this session started. Uh, for the first time, correct me if I'm wrong, Brother Crosser, for the first time 
Carice held her first session of being the live stream director for the entire enterprise of all the cameras and all the people everywhere. Am I right? Yeah, first time for preaching. First time for preaching. So there's segments. Some of it's easier. Like you can do altar call. That's a little easier. You start out down there somewhere. Then, but when you get to the preaching, it's 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 more detailed, more complex. You got to you got to know what you're doing, and then it moves on up. And there's worship, and there's music, and there's front line, and there's instrument uh, instrumental, and there's I don't know whatever all. There. But so here's here's a young lady who is very brilliant, who is very interested and passionate about these doing things, but is even more passionate about doing the work of God, the leadership pipeline is in action. This is not a local church thing for us. It's for you. Tell them a little bit, Dr. C's, about the leadership pipeline, about the Wilson U course, and about why they need to get into it. The moment this is over, you need to click that computer. No, you don't need to click it off. You need to click it where he tells you to click it and sign up for that class today. Absolutely. So today we start the leadership development strategies course with Wilson Live. Wilson Live is a a two-week short course. There's no assignments. There's no quizzes. It is purely content. It consists of recorded lectures. It uh, also contains articles and then two live sessions um, in which uh, we'll go over some stuff, but you also have time to ask questions. And the course starts out first by talking about a biblical definition of what leadership and leadership development is. After we lay the foundation of that, we walk through components of what a leadership pipeline is. And so you get a good understanding of what a leadership pipeline is. And then the last thing that we cover in the class is how you can implement a leadership pipeline within your own local assembly. And the reason why you'd want to do this, first and foremost, is based off of the Great Commission. We're called to reach the entire world, and if we're really going to reach the people that God wants us to reach, it's going to require us to not only disciple, but to also teach and develop leaders so that they can teach others to carry the mission forward. So uh, so let's say somebody listens to this two-weeks course, and then they want more help. Do you have a, a program that you do with them that can put their church on maybe a one-year deal or something uh, contract or something where where you help walk them through where they're not just left out there in the woods trying to figure out how to use this stuff. That's correct. Um, Kairos Church Development has developed a leadership pipeline module, um, and within that module there is training available that you can roll out to your entire church. You could also record and upload your own stuff into there and make learning paths that are specific to to your church. And so you have the opportunity or the ability to take your team through this leadership development process. And in the midst of that or in in addition to that uh, program, we also come alongside and consult and help with the development That's of awesome. that pipeline. Did I hear that Pastor Young's doing a couple of your sessions? Yes, in in the way that we have the leadership, um, so that the course Pastor Young is uh, in the course. He teaches two sessions in the course, but in addition to that, inside the leadership pipeline, um, well, if we're developing leaders, then it's it's going to be more than one person inside the, our pipeline, right? And yeah. so inside our pipeline, there are videos from Pastor where he walks through different levels of understanding vision. Um, Chad Adair is also in there walking through strategy. 
uh, Byron Tanner around stewardship. Um, Sister Young is there talking about people development. Carla there around collaboration and myself around discipleship. And so within this stream, there's multiple leaders that are capable in the specific fields. Wow. Is, is this thing less than $500 for the two weeks? The course the course is $147. Why are you giving it away? Because My Lord, where are you going to get this? $147. If you don't have $147, you need to go take it out of your wife's purse. And you need to get in this thing now and don't waste any more time. The guy knows what he's talking about and the and the stuff works. And we'd give you examples of that. I don't know what else you could want to get your carcass in gear and get it going. All right, thank you for being with us today on All Things Apostolic. Join us tomorrow.